Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. All right, thank you so much for staying with us. This is SAFM, Your Own Life Happens, and my name is Pimelo Mutine. So what we do every Wednesday is we touch base with our ethnobotanist, and uh, that's because, you know, we've got all kinds of things happening to us right now. We're all feeling a little bit unwell, and even if you're not, you think you're feeling unwell, and you're paranoid, and we're trying to build our immune systems and all of that. And so we are going to have this regular show with our ethnobotanist to try and see how else we can support our bodies, our immune systems and how else we can be better uh, at this health thing okay so Jean-Francois Sobieski is our resident ethnobotanist and today Jean thank you so much by the way to, for joining us good afternoon Jean yeah great to be back thank you Thanks, so what what kind of medicines are we looking at today what kind of uh, plants are we looking at today so today we're gonna look at valerian um, as a primary, and also Gotchukola, or Centella Asiatica, it's called, yeah. And those two plants are, are very, very useful for the nervous system, mm-hmm. to relax the nervous system, mm-hmm. which we all need. Okay. <laughs> and so just describe valerian for, I mean, there are different types of valerian, right? Yeah, so they, they're, they're two different types. One is the, the, um, the European valerian, which a lot of people, you know, it's in a lot of like um, pills for or, or tablets for like sleep aids. So if you go to, you know, the normal pharmacy um, and you look for like be calm or whatever, you know, you'll find the European valerian in there. Um, and there's also an Indian valerian, which is called valerian um, walichi. So it's a little bit of a different species, but... Um, that plant is actually quite nice because that variety, because you can take it during the day without it making you drowsy. The, the normal valerian, the European valerian, uh, which is like a herb, herb like yeah, it's, it goes into about a meter and a half tall herb um, with uh, purple flowers. It loves um, basically um, moist um, uh, woodlands and near rivers, and so likes moisture. It's a European plant um, by origin. Um, and Pamela, what, what they find is that the, the compounds in the plant help to relax the nervous system <clears throat> and help you to sleep, um, have a deeper sleep. So, um, and what's really interesting is that it's, it's much, it's not a, it's not addictive like, uh, benzodiazepines. Oh. And, um, I was looking at the benzodiazepine issue, um, and it's, it's quite a serious problem. It's actually quite, it's quite remarkable, um, the one site says that the, every year in the United States, 66 million doctor's appointments a year in the United States. Um, from those, uh, basically, benzodiazepine drugs are prescribed at about 66 million doctor's appointments a year in the United States. Sure. Uh, this means that for every 100 people, adults who visit a doctor, 27 visits will be for a prescription for benzodiazepines. Benzodiazepines are tranquilizers. And there are about 11,000 deaths a year in the United States alone from overdose of benzos. And, you know, a lot of people die from, uh, celebrities die from benzodiazepine overdose. So we need, we need to address that in society by taking plants that are, are not uh, as toxic and are not as addictive. Yeah. Um, a well-known one is Xanor, you know, Xanax. After two weeks of taking Xanax, you, you start getting habituated and, and your body starts getting addicted. So it's a very, very dangerous, dangerous chemicals. Um, and so what they're looking at is that valerian can be used as a transition medicine for people coming off mm. benzodiazepines. Mm. So, so it's much, you, much more useful. Uh, 
you know, in its natural form, one can mm. plant it at home, as you said, in a, in a moist kind of soil? Yes. Um, so, it, yeah, it likes like um, near rivers, uh, woodland, kind of marshy type of places. So, you know, it's, uh, it's that kind of plant. The only thing with it, you use the roots of it. So the, 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 the chemicals, the valopo, uh, I can never pronounce this, um, valopotriates, mm-hmm. um, that are responsible for what they do is that they, they work on the system in the brain, which relaxes you, which is called GABA, mm-hmm. the neurotransmitters, the chemicals in the brain that relax you. Everybody knows, you know, um, adrenaline stimulates you, but if you want to think of the one that relaxes, you can think of GABA. It's G-A-B-A. Um, and, Plants that um, uh, have chemicals that lock into those GABA receptors in the brain help you to relax. And mm-hmm. so that's what valerian does. Its chemicals ha- uh, lock into, the, into those GABA receptors and they help. They have an action on the GABA um, receptors, right? Mm-hmm. So what you do is those chemicals are found in the roots, but you need to let the plants grow for at least two years before oh. you can harvest. That's the only thing. Okay. Um, so if you if you plant them, you need to take care of them. You need to, you can't basically um, harvest young roots because yes. in the first year they you know building up strength and they're building up their, themselves. Mm-hmm. So usually after two years you can you can do your harvest. Um, that's why you know it it is a lot. It's a little bit of an investment, mm. but um, the other plant we'll talk about today uh, also has similar actions on GABA, um, and you don't have to wait that long. Okay. So, well- We'll continue this conversation and you can call in. I mean, I know that we are speaking about specific plants today, but if you have any questions about any other plant that you've heard, maybe of assistance at this point, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever illness that you, you know, you're you're dealing with and you've heard of a, a herbal plant that may assist you, well, Jean is exactly the right person to answer those questions. He's our ethnobotanist and he's going to be with me all the way until two o'clock. So start dialing in 081, 0891-104-207. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Thank you for staying with us. We're in conversation with our ethnobotanist, and uh, he can tell us all about uh, herbs and medicinal properties that you get in, in natural plants that are going to assist us with our immune systems, with all kinds of things. So today we're looking at the nervous system, and we've been talking about the valerian plant, which has got two variations, the European plant and the indigenous Indian plant as well. And we were just talking about the fact that we it's a great plant except that it's it's going to take you a while to actually harvest because you need about two years to to let it grow you need the roots that's where the medicinal properties are sitting for this particular plant but i did say that i'm going to take your calls 0891 and jacques is standing by jacques let me quickly first go to colin who's calling us from cape town colin good afternoon sure. Good afternoon, Mamela, and uh, your guest. Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, afternoon. I've actually got three uh, little questions quickly. Sure. Um, I had my gardener working here the other day in my garden. Yes. And do you know this, uh, what I call dandelion weed? Yes. Dandelion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, well, uh, wherever you see this, because it gives off a yellow flower, and once the seeds go, they, they go like wild, you know, yes. they spread like wildfire. Yeah. So he pulled out, they said to me, you know, sir, in Malawi, this grows and we use this dandelion as a medicine. Yeah. So mm. I also, what you do with this, you know, we take the leaves, the broad leaves, we even make a salad out of it or something like that. Mm. Now, to confirm by your, your expert yes. there, can it be used? And another question is, 
uh, rosemary. Yes. Um, rosemary, I've got three, four uh, big rosemary bushes here. And somebody told me I must drink some rosemary tea at night. It relaxes you. Okay. Mm. Okay. okay. Let's let's hear. Thanks very much for that, Colin. Very interesting questions. Rosemary bush. Does it help also with the nervous system? Yeah. Yes. Um, thanks, Colin. Um, so rosemary is actually actually it's a circulatory stimulant. Okay. So um, I, I actually think that it's more for if you want to increase your um, your brain circulation. So students in ancient Greece used to smoke. Um, inhale the fumes of dried rosemary before an exam. So I wouldn't actually take it at night time. I would take it during the day um, as a tea, as an antioxidant, and also as a circulatory stimulant. So it can actually help increase memory. Um, But it can, the oil, for example, can actually induce an epileptic fit. So aromatherapists have to be careful with um, rosemary for people who are prone to epilepsy. So in other words, it's more of a stimulant than a relaxant. Um, So so would you then, then, Jean, um, then have a a very strict um, sort of measure of how much to take? Would you be quite strict? No, I mean, it's a relatively safe plant. I mean, you can take a teaspoon of the leaves um, to a cup of boiling water. Um, But like just for the viewers, um, for the the callers' question... I wouldn't personally take it at night time. Sure. I would take it during the daytime just okay. because it can increase circulation and thinking, you know. Okay. So you would yeah. still he would still have the tea but it's definitely not going to allow him to sleep. No, I don't think I don't think that's exactly the the, okay. the indication. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then he's yeah. he's also asked about the dandelion. Yeah, the dandelion. I mean, dandelion is a fantastic herb. Um you always need to identify your plants properly, right? So yep. there are maybe some lookalike plants, and so you have to be careful of that. But dandelion leaves themselves and roots are very good for the liver. So they're bitter, uh, they're bitters, and they help the liver function. So they're very important for detoxing. You can make a dandelion uh, tea, which is very bitter, but it's very good for helping the liver to to work and to detox the whole body. So dandelion is fantastic for arthritic conditions, inflammation, those kind of things. Very, very powerful is it a, yeah. Is it a, a green tea type bitter? Um, sure. It, it's a bit stronger than green tea bitter. Okay. It's, a, it's quite a bitter taste. If I think about dandelion, I, you know, I squint and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's very, very, it's a well, it's an ancient remedy for helping the liver to detox. Okay, the the, yeah. the 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 one that he's talking about are they different variants of the dandelion, as you said? Uh, that's why I'm saying that family, um, yeah. the Asteraceae, the daisy family, has a lot of different varieties okay. of plants that look like dandelion. So you yes. just need to be sure that you're getting dandelion. But usually you can tell by the leaf. The leaf has a very particular shape. Um, the flower has a very particular shape. And you know, if you if you dig up the roots, you can you can. Um, they, they have a particular smell also. So there are diagnostics. In, you know, okay. And I cover that with, you know, I cover that on in my trainings with people, like how to diagnose. Because that's the most important thing. You don't want to misdiagnose a plant, um, misidentify a plant, mm. I mean. And yes. then, you know. So you have to just be careful. But most of the plants that, you know, that, that it has characteristic um, features that, mm-hmm. you, that, that, that uh, you can identify. Yeah. Okay. So we, we've spoken about the valerian uh, variants and the yes, fact that, yes. you, you know, you were saying that, yes, it's, it's great, but you would have to wait for about two years or so to get the roots yes. to be quite firm yes. and strong. But yes. that you are saying that there is another option. Uh, you mean the other plant? Correct. Yes. That, that, so, that would be the, quicker the for us to are, harvest. Yes, exactly. So the other plant is called Gotchicola. It's, um, 
it's Indian in origin, I think Asian in origin. It, lo- it's, um, it looks like a creeper, like a strawberry with rounded leaves. And um, I've actually got on my YouTube channel, which is my name, I've actually got a video of, of it in my garden. And I, So if people want to know what it looks like, they can have a look there. Yeah. In um, fact, what we've done, we've grown- also posted the, the, it looks a little bit like a minty type. Oh, you've got a picture. Yeah. Perfect. So, it, it looks so it's what, quite roundish. It's a yeah, nice so, round shape. So, so it's like a round, uh, round-leafed uh, creeper. Yeah. grows very, very easily. It actually creeps like strawberry. Yes. Uh, it loves water. So if you grow it by a tap, it'll just love it. It'll grow around the tap very easily. And it grows in summer like, like a weed. Okay. okay. Um, so it grows off like little um, runners. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, it's easy to plant, easy to grow. The, the leaf margin is... Um, is got dense in it, dentated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's another plant that's called Penny Royal that looks maybe similar, but you can tell by um, the veins of centella looks like a brain. It actually looks like a like brain networks. <laughs> the leaves. It's an interesting thing. Yes. <laughs> they call it law of signatures. But anyway, um, so this Gotchicola in India, they they put the leaves straight into their salads, right? So okay. you eat it as a salad, and it tastes like this very peppery kind of taste and I've always thought when I open one day a restaurant for like you know lo- um, indigenous foods yes. I would definitely have centella asiatica um, gotchikola in my menu you know is in, it, in, is it in, a, I mean I know that you said um, you get a lot of these in Asia but it, it, does it grow well here it's naturalized here so in fact you can in KwaZulu Natal you can walk on carpets of it and you, you know if you don't know what it is you're literally walking on this medicine all over the show so it's um it's easy to grow. It grows naturally here in um, um, our sort in Grahamstown, KwaZulu Natal, and you know all of you know in trop- like semi-tropical um, kind of environments. So it likes it likes you know wet environment, green you know overgrowth um, places like that. And then you, all you do is you, you you put it in your salads. And that plant has lots of chemicals in for skin healing. Hmm. So you'll find it actually um, asiatica side is a compound in that in that plant, which is in high-end cosmetics for skin rejuvenation, like paying thousands of dollars, whatever. Mm. So it's very good for skin healing. It's an anti-cancer plant. And then it has also um, terpenoids. They're called terpenoids, which work on the uh, nervous system. And very interestingly, these terpenoids, they stimulate what is called brain-derived neurotrophic factors. So it's actually BDNF helps to stimulate the growth and the maintenance of brain cells. Mm. So this plant is actually keeping your brain healthy. It's keeping your nerve cells um, well maintained and, and protects against um, pollution and you know destruction. Dest- you know with all the toxins we put in our body. So it's a fantastic herb, brain tonic herb. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So basically, guys, uh, this is how you spell it. It's G O T U and another word. K-O-L-A. And I do see your calls and I also see your voice notes there. I'll come back and take those in a short while. 891 Start dialing in. And I can also see some of you are sending already your voice notes on 614 At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. So Jean-Francois Sobieski is our ethnobotanist and all questions related to herbal, herbal medicines and uh, plants that you may have heard, are they can assist you in certain ailments. You can call in with those questions. We were talking about a couple of uh, plants today. We were talking about valerian uh, that helps with the nervous system as well as go to cola. Um, and that, you know, kind of grows like... Um, 
like uh, you know, he says it's it's like wildfire. It kind of spreads across very easily in in wet lands and so on. So that's also something that you can um, start in. You know, trying to to plant yourself at home if you are somebody struggling with your nervous system. I know that uh, many of you are sending in your questions. Let me just, Jean. Let me just read this to you. Yeah, Here's sure. a question that's coming through that says, "What about cellar tea?" Uh, what does it do for the body? And can I drink it um, as a tea, adding milk and sugar? That's a question from Temba in Rustenburg. Uh, what was that? What plant Cella was that? Tea. Cella tea. Cella. Yeah. Like S-E-N-N-A. S-E-L-A. S-E-L-A. Cella. I think that's a brand. It's not a plant. So I need to know what plants are in there. I've heard of, I think Cella is a brand. Okay. So I'm not sure what, what ingredients that, that has. Okay. So. We'll probably we'll try and get okay. hold of Temba to, okay. to ask you directly the question because it okay. was a text. Anonymous, you're okay. calling from Cape Town. Good afternoon. Hello, Pamela and Jen. I'm listening to Hi. you right now. But I have a question. Yeah. Uh, I know about valerian tea. I use it a lot. Okay. And Senna leaves as well. I know about them. But I'm interested. I'm losing my eyesight, oh. my right eyesight. I've, um, you know, I, I didn't have any problem with my eyes for all my life, but suddenly, except that I'm using spectacles, but suddenly my right eye is sort of failing when I'm driving. I don't see well so much that I want my optim- uh, optometrist because he doesn't see anything wrong with my eyes. And then uh, my other doctor recommended that I use eyebrows. Again, they've recommended uh, Burberry, mm-hmm. but I'm using, I'm trying everything because I cannot afford to lose my eyesight. What do mm. can recommend for myself? Mm. Sure. Um, that's a good one. Um, Jean? Yes. Okay. So for eye deteriorate, macular degeneration, it's called, you can, there's particular um, antioxidants in plants called, um, one of them is called uh, Zianson, Zianson. Uh, I can't pronounce it, but and lutein. So that you find those kind of things a lot in apricots. Um, so apricot is actually an eye tonic food. Um, so it's a really good thing to eat a lot of apricots. But you also find the zeaxanthin um, um, antioxidants in dark leafy greens, um, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, and they, they've been also showing research that broccoli and the Brussels sprouts, those um, sulfur-containing um, vegetables, are very good for repairing structures in the body. Even telomeres on DNA—it's it's amazing what plants can do. So I would suggest to the to the to the um, to the listener that that those um, two antioxidants, uh, zeaxanthin and lutein. Um, I, as a nutritionist, I recommend those usually for for eye degeneration. But yeah, if they want to, you know, contact me, they can. Uh, you know, um, so yeah, there are particular plant antioxidants which can help with that. Does it answer mm. your question, anonymous? You know what? Uh, I didn't hear him very well. Jumping oh, so so apricot. Yeah, um, it's a lot of apricot. Apricot. <laughs> Anonymous yeah. apricot, and what I what apricot. yes apricot it, it, because the line is so bad. Well, what we'll do we'll connect you with Jean, and then you can have an extensive conversation about what other things you can do. Just because you can't hear us so well. Great, thank you very much, Pamela. I'm very much concerned about my eyes. Mm. I cannot afford mm. to lose my eyesight. What did yeah, you, what did you say, anonymous? You knew about cellar leaves, cellar tea. So, I grew up knowing that cellar leaves. People are using 
as a laxative. Ah. I know that's Senna, yeah, that's Senna, S-E-N-N-A. Okay, that's a different one. But thanks, yeah. just stay on the line and then we'll take your number to give to Jean so that you can have a conversation privately. So Jean, you're okay, absolutely then. right. It the, the seller tea that you're talking, that yes. this particular person was asking about is a brand. And I mean, I don't yes. know if you know what goes into those. That, it's, it's also packaged a tea, so... Yes, I've seen it in yes in the shops. Yes, we wouldn't really um, know. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It, it's offhand, you know. Um, um, actually, see if it's. Yeah, I have to do some research there. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I mean, they they wouldn't tell us what goes in there. I mean, it's a it's a product and it's a brand, and so um, it wouldn't it wouldn't be useful. Oh for no, no. It says yeah. I'm actually in front of my computer. It says yep. Sutherlandia. Yeah. And a rooibos and and normal black tea. So so it's a combination. Yeah, Sutherlandia. Mm, so Sutherlandia is a really um, it's a powerful antiviral. Um, it, it's a very Sutherlandia is also cancer bush. It's, they call it cancer bush. So it's it got very famous and popular. Um, a couple of years ago, and um, it was very like in in fashion, you know. Mm. Um, but the thing about Sutherlandia, it's a very powerful tonic, and you shouldn't use it all the time. It's um, uh. some of the components have been in, in, um, have are contraindicated in autoimmune diseases, so um, like alcavanine. Um, so, as a herbalist myself, it's an inc- if you want bitter. Pimelo, we're talking about bitter things. <laughs> this is the king of bitter. You can't understand how bitter this plant is. Um, but it kills a lot of bacteria, and they use it very successfully for people with HIV, uh, for wasting syndrome. So you can actually get your weight back when you use Sutherlandia, um, Sutherlandia tea often, like, uh, you know, properly um, day to day. Um, and interestingly, on that note, you know, we're talking about Gotchicola. Yes. There are people, there is a, a lady who has a clinic for, uh, who specializes in treating HIV and AIDS in KwaZulu-Natal. They, they use the Gotchicola as a paste to heal bed sores. It's incredibly effective when you mix it with other things for healing sores, bed sores, and um, mm. HIV sores. Mm. So, yeah, those are... Let me quickly ask you this. Here's a, a message that says, um, I have a warbergia salutaris yes. in my garden. How can I harvest, use leaves okay. and twigs to help with yes. uh, parasite control, coughing, fever, etc.? Uh, mm, mm, mm. Okay, uh, Pimelo, that's a very strong plant. It's one of our strongest plants we've got. It's the pepper bark tree, mm-hmm. um, warbergia isibacha. Um, the, actually, the leaves, I always do like a little... Um, kind of like a, on my tours I, I do a little party trick where I give people a little bit of leaf a little smidgen just to taste and it's, it burns them like pepper you know so it's very very strong peppery taste but what you do that plant is used for very serious respiratory conditions like TB, bronchitis, sputum with a lot of sputum a lot of mucus you know on the chest so you use only a very small amount the bark is used and it's over harvested so it needs conservation uh, you know efforts um, it's very sought after um, but normally what you do is you can take even one leaf um, to a cup of boiling water and then drink that over the course of the day um, or about a fifth of a teaspoon of the bark to a cup of boiling water and drink that throughout the day and for maybe two, three days, but you don't use it. Con- that's definitely just for infection. Okay. Listen, yeah. um, Jean, there is a there's somebody who's asking that, Paul, he's asking that, could you please have a conversation around arthritis next week? Because we've just run out of time. Oh, yes, so, that's um, a great idea. Yes. A perfect they, idea because that's one of the huge lifestyle conditions that a lot of people are suffering from. So, 
Absolutely. Okay. Um, so they're asking mm. us um, just quickly to to spell the names of the two plants, and it's go to cola G O T U K O L A, and valerian yeah. is V A L E R I A N. And you could yes. go to a nursery and just ask them to show you these yes. plants, right? So exactly, got your cola is also the scientific name, the Latin name is Centella asiatica. So it's C E N T E L L A, and then A S I A like Asia. T-I-C-A. Lovely. And yes, you can find that in um, indigenous nurseries like uh, Margaret Roberts nurseries, you know, whatever, um, you know, all the indigenous nurseries, you can find them. Um, and once you grow, once you grow it in a wet place with full sun, it just grows like a creeper. So it's amazing. It's, lovely. It's, it's, uh, lovely. Let's do yeah. this again next week. Jean-Franc awesome. Thank Jumelo. you. That's our ethnobotanist. And that conversation will be available as a podcast. You can also go to our social media platforms to get the link to his all his, all his uh, social media platforms as well. It's 2 o'clock. Let's go to Utsi Lasaku for the latest in SABC News.